between and outside the fabricated gender binary. Welcome once again to Note for Note, the podcast which takes an in-depth look at how music affects people on a personal level. I'm your host as always, Michelle Lightshoe. Today on the show, I'm speaking once again with my dad, Bob Lightshoe. Um, today, we are discussing the history of the Rolling Stones and the impact that their music has had on my father's life. And not just that, but also on my own life. Um, when I was a kid, um, if you haven't been able to tell, or I'm trying to remember if I've actually talked about this in other episodes, I feel like I must have, but I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock. In particular, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Um, they were two of my dad's favorite bands, and I had done an episode previously about the Beatles, and... For whatever reason, um, the software I was using at the time, <coughs> Audacity, um, <coughs> decided that it would be a cool thing to just delete the entire episode. And so rather than go back and do that episode, which I do want to do again, but I don't know if I'm just going to do the whole Beatles as an overview. Um, but that's for an, that's another note. Um, rather than go back and just do that again, I figured, you know what? Let's take a crack at the Rolling Stones this time. Um, I feel like my dad has always liked the Stones a little bit more than the Beatles. We do talk about that a bit in today's episode. But, I mean, the Rolling Stones, they're a band that, you know, I feel like everyone just kind of knows. They're always kind of around in the periphery. Um, and... You know, you, you can't talk to someone who's in music without asking them about like, oh, have you heard Satisfaction or, you know, Start Me Up or any of those classics. Like, I, it, they're a band that just permeates all aspects of culture and music, at least in the United States, the UK and um, what I would consider to be like Western culture. Um, they're an extremely popular band, um, obviously. The Rolling Stones, for God's sakes. Anyways, um, sorry about this kind of rambly intro. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the episode that we're going to have today because I know one of the things that we usually do is we have kind of short intros and then we jump right into the episode. But today I do want to take it out just a little bit longer um, because it has been a while since I have posted an episode. Uh, this is partially due to me not being super on top of it with getting interviews and I'm going to be honest with that it's been a little bit of a struggle to get some people in just with different issues with um, how someone else's recording schedule is going and then how my recording schedule is going not just with podcasts but with music and it's been a couple other things of people who you know, I get already and then they've got something else going on that day. So we try to reschedule and then it doesn't work. So I go to someone else and it just keeps falling onto backups. And as I said in a previous episode's intro or outro, I am continuing to do this show. It's just coming out a little bit sparsely, like a little here, a little bit there. I'm trying the best I can to maintain that two week schedule of every other week an episode comes out. And I know it has been a while, probably about three weeks, maybe even four since the last episode of this show came up. And for that, I want to apologize. Um, I have been trying uh, to get people in and to get shows edited and get shows recorded, 
But there have been a couple other episodes that I have recorded, like I said, that have suffered technical difficulties and have just either had to be delayed and attempted to be revised again and again. And a couple episodes that I just had to scrap because, like I said, there was an audio program I was using in the past that decided to just destroy all of my audio file. So that's kind of a couple things that I've been dealing with here. And... Like I said, I want to apologize once again for the fact that this show has been coming out um, infrequently and at what I would consider um, increasing infrequency with regard to it, you know, being, okay, three weeks and then four weeks. Um, I do enjoy doing the show. I just want to make sure that, you know, this show is quality and I want to be able to get guests on and not just have a thousand repeats. That being said, I do think that my dad is one of the better guests that I've had on this show as him and I, we growing up, I used to talk to him about music all the time. And this is just something that I think feels very natural for us is just having this connection, talking about music talk, whether it's the Beatles, the Rolling Stones or Elvis Presley or Elvis Costello, uh, Fleetwood Mac, anything that we've really talked about, you know, we really, seem to have this sort of connection on because not only is it something that has affected him on a personal level, but it's also some stuff that, you know, he showed me when I was growing up and it's something that has had an impact on my life. Um, I don't think I would be the same kind of musician I am today if it wasn't for, um, all the music that he showed me. And I think that that's something that is important is discussing music that has had personal uh, that has had significant effects on a person's personal life and that's just kind of how this show I guess came about and kind of the message that I try to do with it is you know you don't have to be like some big rock star or you don't have to be um, even a working musician you don't even have to be a musician at all you just have to have an appreciation for music and that's really what it is because Music in general is something that I feel most people have some sort of a connection to. Whether you're listening to some pop music on the radio and you just keep up with whatever's popular at the time, or you're someone who really likes to delve deep into classic rock or classical music or um, bluegrass or anything like that, where you really find a connection to the artist or to the music itself. And... That's just kind of where I like to take this show is I like to see how things affect people personally. And I like to see how that not only changes how they are as a person, but how they perceive music and what it means to find something in music that will then pull you like, Oh my God, I love the Beatles. Oh, you like the Beatles. Maybe you'll like this band or this band or this band or this band. And it really just kind of pulls you out and shows you just how wide a scope that this this creative vein is. And I know I'm kind of pontificating here a little bit, but I, I think that that's one of the most important things about music. And now I would like to take the time to apologize for having a very long intro. But as I said, I want to make it clear that I still want to do the show and I'm still working at getting episodes out there. So... Hopefully I can get another one out in the next two weeks. As I said before, it's been a little bit difficult, but I'm continuing this mission 
no matter how fast or how slow I'm able to produce stuff, um, I enjoy these conversations. I enjoy talking with people. And it's, it's a shame that it's been so long since I've had an episode come out, at least to me. And I hope that the listeners out there will forgive me for how long it has taken me to produce an O episode. So without further ado, here is my dad and I talking about the Rolling Stones. Rock and roll. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. So, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because we did an episode on the Beatles, which vanished into the ether, and hopefully we'll we'll get to record it again or something like that again. But I feel like we had a good conversation, and I wish, you know, we could recapture that exactly, but due to the fact that we can't, um... It's more, I was just like, what's another big artist that has a lot of library and a lot of stuff that we could talk about, too? And on top of that, I feel like you like the Stones better than you do the Beatles. Am I wrong on this one? No. I, 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 it, you know, sometimes it depends on the day and depends on the mood, you know, like you, yeah. you're certain bands. But to me, those are probably the top two bands in my um, wheelhouse that are those are my two favorite ones Mm -hmm. so now with regard to that i'm also just kind of curious like there seemed to be that whole rivalry of the beatles and the stones Mm -hmm. back in the 60s and you know i know in previous episodes that i've had you on you've talked a little bit about like you know why people liked one over the other and like what's what was it that kind of like between the two, what do you think made them so different? I mean, it's obvious listening to their music, but I know that a lot of people who are just like, oh, it's just 60s music, it's just classic rock, and it all has the same kind of sound to it. Well, back in the early 60s, when they first started coming, the Beatles, you know, hit the scene first. Um, They were obviously, you know, at that time, a lot more popular than the Rolling Stones, but the Stones were were pretty close second. the uh, the Stones came up listening to more, you know, bluesy stuff. Yeah. Um, they had a different beat. They were kind of the, I don't know. I'd heard the Dirty Beatles. Um, they were the they were the thugs versus you know the Beatles were supposedly the good guys and clean cut. Whatever, yeah, 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 clean cut. And you know they dressed up and and all that. But if you see early pictures of them, they actually hung around together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their rivalries. They had their problems. Uh, they had their friendships. Um, I think the the friendship bonds um, probably were stronger than the the issues they had. You know, Lennon was a little funky. Lennon was a funky guy anyway. Yeah. You know, so he would get funny. But if you look at um, when the Beatles were introduced to the rolling or to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Jagger introduced them. Yeah. And Jagger. You know, he kind of said it clean. You know, pretty pretty clear. He says everywhere we went when we were coming around, he said it. They were like the four headed cyclops. He says you turn around, the Beatles were there. You know, and they they were always a step ahead of everybody. And and I think Lennon got a little torqued at the Stones because, um, you know, they would do something like uh, um. Sergeant Pepper and then yeah. the other would come out with their Santanic Majesty's request. Yeah. You know, so there were there was a little bit of copycat stuff. There was a few instances where you could mm-hmm. you could definitely see it. See the influence. That's you know, a but, little more than right. Influence. And 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 you know, 
but I don't think that's any different in some bands today. You know, people try to emulate one another when it's you get something that works, you know, whether it's country or rock or pop. You know, there was people that had tried to do what Michael Jackson did. Nobody did it like Michael could, but... Until Bruno Mars came around. Well, until Bruno came around. But, yeah. you know, but, but the Stones were, the Stones, they're a band, you know, they're kind of like, you know, you, you look at Frank Sinatra, who's been through how many decades? I think it was five. I think he sang for like 50 that. years, yeah. and he always was, you know, popular. Um, the Stones is the same thing. You look at them... They were popular in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, and now 2010s. Yeah. You know, they're still um, putting stuff out. Um, they're older, but they're still tight. Um, they're the Rolling Stones. I mean, they could pack, a, you know, a 100,000-seat stadium easily. Um, I, I think they're great. I think they've evolved. They have a lot of, if you listen to, a, they're, they're in, you know, you're pretty familiar with their entire library of music. Yeah. They have, uh, they do country pretty well. You know, mm -hmm. they had some a few tunes that were, you know, you'd go into a honky tonk and a uh, honky tonk woman, obviously, but yeah. dead flowers. And there's other ones that uh, you you see them in a, a, a country bar. You and know? Angie even is pretty yeah. country. Adjacent. Well, there's a, there's a lot of them, and and um, they even did disco. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, know. I. I listen to the, like Miss You isn't Miss disco, you. but it's it's close. Miss You, was right at the height of disco. disco. Yeah. It was it came out when I was in high school. That Some Girls album, and that was, you know, they played the snot out of Beast mm -hmm. of Burden and and um, oh the god the one I I don't even I can't remember it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, kind of like the Beatles and Love Me Do. I just or Twist and Shout. I yeah. just they're great songs. Shattered, you yeah, know. I think I like Shattered. I know you don't like Shattered. No. Um, but I've played the crap out of it, and I just, I got sick of it, but there was some disco music in there. Um, I can't even remember the name of the song. There's so many of them, but it was one in, in the late 90s that was kind of a disco thing, and you put it on my iPod. I'll have to show it to you. It's on one of those greatest songs of a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Um, Forgetting the name. But, like, okay, so, I mean, they come out in the 60s, and they're playing all the old Muddy Waters standards and stuff, you know, doing all the blues stuff, mm -hmm. and then they, after that, they really started to change up their sound, and throughout the years, they've definitely had that adaptable sound that, mm -hmm. you know, it's still the Stones, but it's being played through, like you said, the lens of disco, or mm -hmm. the lens of country, mm -hmm. and, I mean, like... You know, like I said the other day, I was driving up uh, up to Danny's place, and I just had had the Stones on shuffle, and uh, Always Who You Sigh comes on, mm. and I was like, "When did Steel Wheels come out?" And it came out in 1989. Wow. And so I'm like, this is like a very 80s. It's it's a very uh -huh. late 80s, but definitely 80s sounding, mm -hmm. early 90s um, mm -hmm. tone, and it's something that the Stones are doing, and. You know, it's hard to say how much of that was like, you know, them definitely pulling from people of the 80s, but also kind of doing it in their own style. And how much did that influence mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. things in the 90s? Because there's early 90s stuff that sounds a lot like that. Oh, yeah. And they're... they're like um, crowded house and stuff. 
you know that that particular song is is timeless. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of music, a lot of good artists. You know, whether it's Sinatra or Elvis or the Beatles or the Stones and even Bruno. I think and Michael. You know, you're going to see that. And the Stones is mm-hmm. I, I think they have such a huge library because their 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 work has been done over such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's you know, probably mediocre that gets lost. You and, and there's some things that you never hear that are that's just amazing yeah. stuff. But there are the, some of those good know. deep cuts. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and and uh, just you know, no no different than some of the stuff like Elvis. You'll never hear. You you rarely hear, but um, the Stones had a lot of that stuff. Frank had some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles, they really the Beatles only didn't were really around. Had much. They didn't, they and everything, like, you know, what, ten years. Yeah, and they were so popular. It's almost like every song, almost, you know. There was a couple of weird tunes on White Album, and and a couple here and there that were odd, but for the most part, all their music was really good. I enjoyed all of it. I I got sick of the twist and shout kind of stuff because they overplayed it, but. Well, the I mean, one thing, the one thing I want to kind of go into with, with at least like early Beatles compared to early Stones mm-hmm. is that, you know, like I said, the Stones are playing all this blues stuff, and the Beatles are playing essentially Buddy Holly rock and roll. Right. And to see kind of the trajectory that they both took afterwards is fascinating, as the Beatles just went off in like ten million different directions and then just yeah. crashed. Yeah. And then the Stones just have been plugging along. Yeah. Year after year, they're every taking, now they're and taking there. a step in, in, in the direction yeah. of where music is going. Yeah. And sometimes they're leading it. And sometimes they're they're just along for the ride too. You know, yeah. they can't they can't be the leaders all the time, but mm-hmm. with the stuff they put out, even if they're emulating somebody else's style or or, or trying something new mm-hmm. uh, based off of something somebody else has had success with, they were always good at what they did, mm-hmm. you know. Um but you know, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think the the Beatles they just blossomed so quickly. You know, over those from '67 to '69. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, would yeah, it start with Rubber Soul? Rubber Soul and then, then Revolver, and then you the get yeah, album yeah. You're just Sergeant like, holy Peppers. shit, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, um, and they were they were they were they're the Beatles. I mean, you, you can't nobody can do what those guys did. Even the Stones, you know, over a over twice the period couldn't do what the Beatles did. Mm. But the Stones, I don't think anybody else could do what the Stones did, even the Beatles, over 50 years. Maybe yeah. maybe the Beatles, but I, I don't know. know. I don't I know. know. I mean, you you look at what they were doing in the 70s. You know, they, I mean, they Keith came is up. still coming up with riffs, and yeah. it's like, where the fuck are these coming from? Right. Like, haven't you came up with every guitar riff that could possibly be played at this point? Right. And, and, uh, you know who knows if John and George were around and they were kind of hanging out and mm-hmm. I think I think you know um, they were they were extremely talented um, and had they stayed together who knows what they could have done but they didn't and we'll you know we'll never know but we know what the Stones did and um, you know they they um, I just I just think they're really I think they're really cool I think I like the way they really jam. Um, the Beatles didn't do as much of that as the Stones did over, you know, even over the over the course of the what 60s. What do you mean jam? Like? I mean, they were really, they could really rock out. Yeah. I mean, it's, and the Beatles could, no doubt. But I just don't think they were 
as quite good a rockers as the Stones were. I, I you know, they, they, they were great, but I think the Stones were a, a, a nudge better. I liked them better. I think they had a cooler beat. I think that um, Jagger's one of my favorite musicians. You know, I think he's got one of the best vocals in all of music, rock and roll music. You know, nobody's better than Elvis. And Lennon and McCartney were great, you know, and there's not taking anything away from them. It's just me personally. I grew up with the Stones because of my brothers and sisters, the Beatles and the Stones. But they really, I think my brothers and sisters liked the Stones more. So they were always playing them, you know. Um, and they had the Beatles on, but they had the Stones on more. Um, and I just, you know, you start listening to some of the, the Under My Thumb and, and stuff off of 12 times 5 or Aftermath, I think with Brian Jones in there, I just think some of the music on those tracks were really good. Um, you know. Well, with that too, um, I kind of want to ask, like, where about, like, album-wise did you first kind of fall into the Stones? Because they, they are some of the most prolific artists history well i i remember things constantly so i think what i remember what i remember first or the furthest back that i can remember was seeing i mean i know i heard all these songs but i remember holding hot rocks Mm -hmm. my sister joan had it my brother don had it and my brother greg had it so there was three of the same album in my house. Yeah. And Joan left hers in the stereo upstairs. So, you know, it was one of those lift top stereos mm-hmm. with the claw speakers on each side. And my dad had his Perry Como records and Frank Sinatra records and all these other things. But, you know, some of the kids had a few albums in there. And mm-hmm. you, you, but, you know, Hot Rocks was in there all the time. And that's where Joan would play her play the music because I wasn't always allowed to go downstairs with my brothers. They'd always yell at mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So we played music upstairs and I remember looking at that a lot. I remember looking at their Santanic Majesty's request because mm-hmm. when you open it up there was a maze on the inside. Yeah. And we That'd all drew awesome on to try and found yeah. we always we I if I, I think I have it on vinyl. You unless play? you took it. I don't have I it. Have no, it. I don't I have had it. it for sure. Um but there was a maze on the inside which was really cool. And the original one was done in that, I can't remember what they call it, the, when you, if you look at the picture, it's, it changes when you turn the, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, I forget what that is, but I know Pyro, not pyro, but chlorographic or I don't know, anyway. Polygraphic or something? I don't know. Anyway, so that was the original one. Don's got that, and I remember we, I wanted to find my way out of the maze, Mm -hmm. and the only way to find your way out of a maze is start at the center and work your way out. And I remember drawing on a pen yeah. all the way out. Yeah. And I remember getting yelled at by my brother <laughs> yeah. for wrecking the album, you know. But yeah. but I just rem- that was those are the things I remember when I was a kid listening to music, you know, because the, the TV we only had like you know we had one TV and we had four stations and mom didn't want it on all the time, so we put records on mm-hmm. and and we listened to the Stones a lot. Um, and those were the two albums I remember just studying. Took me about a year to figure out Lennon and Harrison were on the Satanic, Satanic, their Satanic Majesty. Satanic Majesty. Satanic. Yeah, they're on the album cover. Use your words. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. I always got that wrong, but thank you for correcting yes. me. Um, um, but yeah, that's, that's probably as far back, you know, I was probably about nine or ten years old when I remember. That's, that. that's, that's funny, because that's about when I think I first heard those Satanic Majesties requests, was when I was about nine or ten, mm-hmm. maybe eleven or something. Yeah. So I definitely heard the Stones, but like listening to, because you know, She's a Rainbow's off there, and it's like, that's oh, still yeah. one of my favorite yeah. Stone songs, but hearing it in the context of that very weird album. Oh, yeah. Is... Well, what's really cool, I remember Patricia not, was listening to that. That's not only classic, well, like classical, like there's fucking harpsichords and sitars oh, yeah. on that when shit. You, when you, it's weird. When you think Love back it. to 67, 68 when that came out, um, Mel Jazz was on. He was a afternoon, the Mel Jazz matinee. There was an afternoon movie, and if you were ever home during the day, you know, once in a while there'd be a good movie on to watch. Mm-hmm. So we... You know, my, my mom would close the curtains in the living room because the sun was always so bright in there, and we'd watch Mel Jazz. And some of the movies were kind of beat, so we'd turn the sound down, and Patricia played their Satanic Majesty's Request. Yeah. And I remember She's a Rainbow. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an easy song. And that's a song they play on yeah. the radio. It's a great song. But I remember going to a concert in mm-hmm. about somewhere in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And we're at wherever it was in Minneapolis. Uh, we're sitting there, and you could smell pot going around, and we had pretty good mm-hmm. seats. Pretty good pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then all of a sudden they started 2,000 Light Years From Home. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a Stones fan, yeah. you know that song. It's oh, yeah. a great yeah. song, yeah. I think. That's, one of my a, favorites. That's one of my favorites. That's it's one, one of my favorites. favorites. Album. One of my. It's for sure one of the favorites off the album. It's one of my favorites. Period. Yeah. And I'm standing around all these kids that are mm-hmm. probably in their twenties, mm-hmm. and they're all blazing up and happy yeah. to be there listening to the Stones because they just yeah. did miss you or, or yeah. something like that. And um, all of a sudden, this starts, mm-hmm. and me and. Jimmy and Matt yeah. and a couple other guys were there and we're like, oh yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. And all these kids are going, what's that? What song is this? Yeah. Oh, this is cool. What is this? And I must have heard that 20 yeah. times before they yeah. really got rolling. And it was so cool to hear them do that live mm-hmm. 35 years later Yeah. <coughs> when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And the place, you know, the people, the, the older people, you know, knew it. Most yeah. of them did. But it was... That was the highlight of that concert for me, to have them play that song out of nowhere, you know. I mean, you always hear Satisfaction and Start Me Up. And Start Me Up, and oh, that's another song I hate. I don't know why you hate that one, because I like that one. Shattered and Start Me Up, those are are off, I just... Those are like two of my favorites. Yeah, (laughs) and I just, they well, they, you know, they just overdid it for me. Well, I think think that that's kind of where it is, is because, like, I have only heard them in the context of, like... Well, shattered, then shattered, been probably. Up forever. And shattered, I never fucking hear. Well, like, shattered, you know, shattered. I could have wrote shattered. You know, it's <laughs> kind of like it's, <laughs> it's 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 as bad as I think that Paul McCartney Christmas song. You know, he must have taken about three minutes to write. Well, it. you know, you know what the best thing about that Christmas song is? Hmm. It's like the most litigiously genius thing he's ever done because he wrote everything. He played everything on it, and he produced everything on it. Ugh. So all the money that just comes and it's in from horrible. the annual it's Christmas just, song comes into just, him. Oh, it's just horrible, <laughs> too. It's just, you know, and I'm sure I could make a living just on that song alone, but what an awful yeah. tune. And that's, to me, <laughs> Shattered is the same thing. It just, 
it, it, there's just no, I don't know. It's just Jagger yeah. rambling about stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's but anyway, and that's just one guy's opinion. But whatever. Um, but no, the Stones. I just I I've seen them two, maybe three times. Mm -hmm. They were great. I would have been great seeing them in '68 with where I know my brother Greg and where Scala drove mm -hmm. down to Illinois to see them. They said that was really good. Yeah. And those concerts back then when they were singing, you know. Uh, Buddy Holly and and you know not fade away and and uh, what's the other one they did by uh, uh, Chuck Berry um, Carol mm. um, and they, they get your yayas out yeah. that was another one that was kind of a weird album cover I think Charlie Watts was on the front and like a some goofy off outfit dancing around with a something but like a white suit or mm. something but that was live and that was really good. Um, um, yeah, I, when they did Under My Thumb Live, I, I, I mean, I, that's still one of my favorite tunes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I could ramble about the Stones. I think when they had their new, like the shirt you got on, that's yeah. their new label, record mm -hmm. label, Yeah. the the Jagger Lips and the Tongue mm -hmm. or whatever, I think that's genius, just like when the Beatles did the Apple thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think I think they produced a lot of good records. Um they started off, I, I think the Stones or the Beatles wanted to go with Decca when they were over in England, and Decca turned them down. And then when they hit it, they grabbed onto the Beatles because the Beatles mm. went, or the Stones, because the Stones went in after, and they said, oh, we're, we're not going to lose this opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and, and not to change the subject mm. on the on the Stones, but or the Beatles at all, but I think the the... Rivalry too. There was another band uh, from the British that were were, were kind of forgetting about. Well, I don't know much about of, it. It's it, uh, the Dave Clark Five. Oh, the Dave Clark Five. Dave Clark Five was was it was I really they were. I mean, you know, it's probably not what you and I listen to a lot I've, of. I've heard but it. But they're the Dave Clark Five. But they're but they're really really good. They're they're like early Beatles though. Like that's where I would yeah. see the Beatles. And them being a very good comparison because they're both yeah, playing right. this, you know, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. rock and they're, roll. They're clean, they're tight. They're yeah. yep. They they get their heads going like yeah. this, full, bits full and pieces, suit. and yeah, yeah. glad and all like, over and stuff. I mean, but those songs, those songs, when you grab five of the most popular songs mm -hmm. by either the Beatles or the Stones, the Dave Clark Five had mm -hmm. five of them that were like, <laughs> they're right there. I mean. Well, Sold as many. I think you know, there's one other band that kind of gets in there, kind of near the end, though, when the Beatles start going into their weird phase. Yeah. The Stones start going into that more hard rock phase. Yeah. You have the Who coming out from behind oh, yeah. too, and they and they are just. But did you know? Did you dirty. Did, did you know? And I did not know this. Did you know that? Um, oh yeah, you get the Who and Zeppelin. I mean, those guys too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. But did you know that? Um, there was another band from the U.S. that was more popular than the Beatles or the Stones in London. Do you know who that band was? I don't know who that band was. And I heard this, and I heard it on Sirius Satellite from, what is that, uh, Cousin Brucey. He's, a, he's what, a, a DJ yeah. that's on Sirius Satellite in mm -hmm. the 60s. And they were interviewing Mike Love for his book. Yeah. Oh, the Beach Boys? Really? The Beach Boys. Yeah, they sold really? more records over there than huh. the Stones or the Beatles. 
I mean, I could see that with like pet sounds, but I don't know about the rest of the stuff. Like they were, I mean, they, because they I mean, there was so their... much of that. Everybody dug that. That surf vibe. That, that surf vibe. There was something that none of the British bands could relate to. Yeah. These guys brought something over there that they didn't have. You know, I mean, and I and, and, and that's what Mike Love said. He said, it's not like we were any better than those guys because yeah. we clearly weren't. Yeah. But he said, we had something that nobody else had, you know, and um, I will say, I do think that the Beach Boys are better at harmonies than the Beatles, though. Oh, yeah, like, they're good. I mean, they're yeah. they're 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 they got it. They they got it down. And and that Brian Wilson, he was a goofy guy, too, but he was brilliant. And, yeah. And um but yeah, anyway, back to the Stones. I think I just think that they were really cool. Uh, they went into their weird phase sometimes with the makeup and some of the stuff that they did. But I, I just like their music. I like Jagger. I, I, um, I just think Jagger was cool. I think Jagger was coolest in about '67, '68. And you know who was producing Ready Steady Go? No. That was the that was the British version of American Bandstand. Yeah. Ready Steady Go. If you ever seen any of them? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Oh. John, uh, Donnie. Or, Don. Don. I yeah, was like, I, Johnny and then Don, they yeah, became yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John. Don. Jesus Christ. Don. Yes. Vocals work. Yeah. Don gave me a couple of VHS of those. I still oh, got them. They're, they're so they, good. They are probably in the VHS thing that you got back from the cabin or something. They're but, so good, but. Yeah. The, the, um, um, you know who produced it? No. Dave Clark. Really? Huh. Dave Clark, he owns all the rights to him, and you know when you see when you see um, Jagger doing "Under My Thumb," painted black, and let's spend the night together in like '66, '67, mm -hmm. with a sweatshirt on, and he's twenty-eight years old. Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, I just, I just think that you know the the tape that I saw is probably the same tape. Mm -hmm. I. I wish it was clean and clear and I had it in stereo because I think they were absolutely great back then. When the Beatles played on Ready, Steady, Go, mm -hmm. I think some of it was lip-synced, but the Stones weren't. I mean, there was so much screaming, mm -hmm. they couldn't even do anything. And, yeah. the, and the Beatles actually were in the, when the audience, um, I think I saw when they were doing Under My Thumb, the Stones were doing it, I think Lennon and... And Star were, mm -hmm. you know, stage side. Hanging out. Just kind of hanging out, yeah. watching them, yeah. And, and it's funny, I, there's a picture of the Beatles and the Stones walking mm -hmm. down some street in London together. Where they all had their suits on and stuff. It was really cool seeing, you know, I think it was, I think it was all the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And I think it was uh, Jagger, Richard, and um, Charlie Watts. Ron Wood and just Brian Jones were, yeah, they were off just, somewhere. Yeah, I, I think so. And it was just, I mean, can you imagine having a picture of those guys just walking together? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Know? Yeah, that, anyway. Well, here's, what do you think about, like, the lineup changes of the Stones over the years? Like, I mean, you always talk about, like, you know, well, like, the Beatles have always just had, you know, Lennon, McCartney, and Harrison after, <clears throat> yeah. you know, after their initial yeah, figuring yeah, shit yeah, out period. Yeah. You know, that's just what the Beatles were was. Lennon, Harrison, McCartney, and Star. And Star, it. yeah. Well, and, and with the Stones, I, I think over time it's only natural somebody's going to bail. Somebody's well, going to get tired have, of... You also have a death in the band, though, with... What's his name? Didn't he die of a drug overdose? Brian. 
Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't obviously help that. That could have happened to any, you know. I mean, it happened to a lot of guys at that. You know, you had somebody that happened Morrison. with Moon, Morrison, Joplin, um, you Hendrix. Know, Hendrix. Yeah. So a lot of that was common, unfortunately, but um, and it just didn't happen to the to the Beatles. I mean, it could have, you know, uh, maybe could have happened to any one of them. I don't know. Um, they all, they all, I think Lennon seemed to be the most, probably the, the most likely to mm. experiment more than the others. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. Um, Star seemed to be a little bit more mature. McCartney was, you know, he wasn't an angel by any means, but I think he was just, he just didn't go there. And I don't yeah. think Harrison did either. I just think Lennon was. A, a bit, a bit off, a bit wild. Uh, a little wilder, yeah. a little, little bit more ex, ex, explorative or ex, mm -hmm. experimental or whatever. Um, but but you have you have that death happen to the band, and then like, do you remember when that happened? No, I was too young. I was only seven years old or seven or eight at mm -hmm. the time. So. I just you remember. You weren't really listening to the Stones. It was more so. No, like, I mean, I heard when you came the, into the Stones, it was the. Wood, Watts, Jack. Yeah, I when I when I when I was I mean I was listening. It was always on the radio mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So, do I say I remember the Stones when I was seven listening to them? Yeah, but, but I, I mean, don't. Like I didn't going follow out actively. You no, know, I mean I think more stuff. ten, eleven. But I remember when I was in eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, playing football, and my, my buddy Matt Ward, um, he and I would walk home from school together, and he loved the Beatles, and mm -hmm. I loved the Stones, and we became friends because of that you yeah know, he's he wasn't probably the guy i would normally hang out with mm -hmm. he was he was uh he was short and really heavy and he played football so i got to know him a little mm -hmm. bit that way and he was tough as nails playing football too he's a big boy you know hard to move john forsyth and i had a hell of a time moving him around and we were the two best linemen but once we got to know each other a little bit you know he was he was telling me the Beatles are the best, and I'm like, ah, the Stones are better. So we had this little rivalry yeah, I know going. Yeah, you, 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 you tell yeah. the story when you go over there and yeah, do and the just, records yeah, and yeah, switch yeah. back and forth. And we we exchanged a lot of records. We had a lot of fun together. Um, but and, someone, and he, but ahead. he, but this was in probably 73, 74, so I was 13, 12, 13, 14 years old. So what's what's kind of the Stone albums, Stones albums that are out at this time? Like that year? Uh, that would have like been, that would have been, that would have been, happy um that would have been what's that one um like exile and stuff no it, yeah well exile on maine that was out then and then it was um oh god i can see it right now but uh happy's on it um, i mean sticky fingers was out at that mm -hmm. time um the 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 one with like i know the song happy is on it i think angie is on that album um is it the one with like jagger wrapped in like a Weird sheet. No, it's it's uh, it's like a drawing of a picture on a beach. I don't remember. That. Um, I'm gonna see if I can Google it while we're while we're talking. Yeah. But those are the songs that were out at that point. You know, it was early '70s. Um, let's see here. Um, so what about so what about do you think the Stones hit their peak then? Because I mean, do you think it's more so like the '70s, like after the Beatles have dissolved and you know. McCartney's doing Wings, and Lennon's got his solo stuff, and Harrison's working on All Things Must Pass, and Ringo's just doing mm -hmm. what Ringo does. 
I mean, is that kind of when you think, like, the peak of the Stones is, um, or... Yeah, I I would say the Stones really got rolling just after the because they didn't have the Beatles in front of them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't they're not showing it here. Um, I'm not because I'm not seeing it because I know I'm pretty sure Happy's up Exile. No, it ain't. Are you sure? Positive. All right. Where were we? Uh, we were talking about albums that came out and kind of the peak of the Rolling Stones. Like, where about do you think that they had their peak? You think it's kind of the seventies? I think or- I I like the seventies only because um, I just they, they they I just don't think that they had the the Stones in front or the Beatles in front of them. Um, there 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 was just a lot going on with them. They had they had some compilation albums and that I I don't I guess I wouldn't know. I you know being. At 12, 13, 14 years old, I'm certainly not as sophisticated. Maybe I was more and more than I am now in some ways, but I'm, I wasn't as much back then as I am now with the stuff. I just knew what I liked, and I just knew that Happy was on that record because I had that record at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it was a compilation, but, you know, um, um, and I, and I, you know, Hot Rocks, you know, in fact, when I first saw it, I didn't even know it was a compilation. Then mm-hmm. you start to go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if you look at some of these old album covers here, mm-hmm. um, they get some, you know, there's obviously Hot Rocks, that one. And then there's Sticky Fingers with the mm-hmm. Jag, the jeans and, and um, some girls. Voodoo Lounge. Voodoo Lounge. Yeah, that one. This one, I can't remember the name of it. England's newest hit makers. This might have been the Rolling Stones, period. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Tattoo You. Oh, shoot. But, you know, they had that one Rolling Stones Now, and then there was that Octagon record. What do you mean by Octagon record? That one. I had that one. Um, I don't know if you do. Um, no, I don't have that record. I know. What the hell is the name of that one? Let's I know see. that one. Um, through the past darkly. I thought it was looking through the past darkly. Okay. But it's through the past darkly. Okay. Um, so, so what do you think of the stuff the Stones are putting out now, though? Well, they just did one. Um, it was more of a um, a bunch of covers of old. You know, they went back. They said they went back to their roots. Yeah, and I, I heard the. Did you hear the? Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I heard. I heard. Um, I went through it when it first came out on on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I listened to like twenty seconds of every tune just to kind of get a taste of what it was, because mm-hmm. if I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy it or not, and I I concluded that I unfortunately did not mm-hmm. because after a while they all started kind of sounding the same because it was just all bluesy. I mean yeah. it, you know, and sometimes that bluesy beat is. Is, is common with, you know, a thousand different songs. Yep. And, I don't know, at the time, I just didn't, it just didn't, um, well, I wasn't I think too worried about it. Just a little too repetitive, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to buy a, 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 a new CD and have... 12 tracks that are all basically the same. Kind of, yeah, that yeah. had kind of that same tone. So, um... I mean, I think there's definitely something with, with just blues in general is that you get a lot of that repetition mm-hmm. and 
I know it's not for everybody. I like it, but I I definitely like I have a blues playlist um that I'll go through and listen to. Mm-hmm. But I usually don't listen to it for more than like a half hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um just because unless something is really like out there, like Howlin' Wolf doesn't sound like anybody. Muddy right. Waters doesn't sound like anybody. Um, right. Like the, the the very unique people. Um or people who just slay a guitar like, you know, the Three Kings, especially BB King. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could listen to them all day long, but right. when you get to sort of the more like, I don't want to say necessarily generic blues artist, but you get that sort of, you know, yeah. same, you know. It's kind of like, the, it's kinda, yeah, it's kind of like if I do rockabilly. Yeah, exactly. You can go down in there and you can just pick it up and go do 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 you know and Yeah, I mean I know there's that's the old joke that you kept yeah. telling me you're like play this song and I'm like I'll play every fifties song for you right now and I just play the same you yeah. know bar chord yeah. combo and just like that's it that's all it is you just find what key it's in and then you play this pattern yeah and that's really you know but I think that that's where the Stones get different though is because they came from all of that yeah. same you know blues like listening to uh little red rooster yeah you know you have this mix of country and blues that kind of is what becomes rock mm-hmm. and roll and they're in there you know they're definitely a rock and roll band at the time because you know chuck berry's out and whatnot but <coughs> right. as far as like but they can pull some stuff out like that and yeah. and, and and that's what the, the the beatles weren't doing they were still more pop you know, they were getting um, Please Please Me and, and um, you know, Please Mr. Postman. And, you know, and those are all good tunes. I, I mm-hmm. love those tunes. But, you know, you, it's not the Little Red Rooster. And they were all, you know, within a year or two of each other. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the Spider and the Fly, well, that was maybe a little bit later. But, um, but yeah, they had, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I think because... Maybe I was exposed to them more than the Beatles or more than anybody else, for, mm-hmm. for sure, for that matter. I just liked it. You know, and all my brothers and sisters really like the Stones. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because Jim Mattern, he, he doesn't like the Stones. In fact, he sent me a, a picture last yeah. night. I got to laugh. You're going to get a kick out of it because yeah. he always likes to just mm-hmm. trash them. And, and he always it's the gets the same some... thing Danny does about the Beatles to me. Well, Jim, always, or Jim will always mix it up. Shit. Jim always mixes it up and goes, well, you know, um, you, you, you'll listen to Let It Be, and he goes, God, I always hated that Stone song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this? This is Steven Tyler, lead singer of the Beatles. He wrote Stairway to Heaven with Art Garfunkel. <laughs> and it's a picture of Keith Richards. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. That's Jim. That's, that's yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I just, I don't know. The, the, the Stones for me are, are, they're my favorite band. So you've talked Overall. a lot about Jagger. What do you think yeah. about the other three? Well, I mean, you know. Well, I think I like them all. I mean, Keith is, Keith is, uh, he's always been a pretty weathered, doped up guy. But yeah. he's a great, you know, I mean, he, you can see he plays with a lot of great musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, he always was good friends with Clapton and Harrison. And um, I think McCartney and him, they, they live fairly close to each other. So they mm-hmm. hang out on the beach, I think. I've read, um, I think, uh, I think he's a brilliant songwriter with Jagger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think those guys are, are right up there with Lennon and McCartney. I really do because only not in that short mm-hmm. window of time, 
but only you know over the course of their career they really put together some pretty cool stuff yeah and um, i and I, I agree with you on that because you definitely have like the like lennon is definitely more of a lyrics guy than he is a melody person mm -hmm. and not not nothing against like the melody stuff he's written right but he's much more of a i'm going to have this thing and i'm going to write about it rather than I have this sound in my head and I need to get it out. And I think right. that McCartney and Richards are both very much that. Right. In that Richards will just write a riff. I mean, he wrote Satisfaction. Do you know the story of that? No. So here's a little bit of a history lesson for the listeners and for you. Um, apparently, he was just like on a fucking like crazy drug bender. Mm -hmm. I was on the verge. He was like just sitting there with a guitar in the corner. And he was just like about to fall asleep and he was going like just as he was passing out in this fucking drug vendor. I didn't know that. And I think it was Mick who was like, Keith, what the fuck is that? You got to write that down now. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, yeah. it's funny. There's so many, so many great songs that you just kind of fall into like yeah. that. There's always a funny story. I never heard that one though. Yeah, that's... That's cool. That's one of my favorite ones. It's because I'm like, yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know how much of it's true, but it seems like a pretty accurate well, thing. if they're telling a story, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a lot of um, groupies. They got busted for drugs a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember reading some old stories about them. I used to read up on them a lot mm -hmm. when I was younger. Um, but I don't know. I just thought that they were... Really cool. I remember when they were coming to town for a concert in the 70s or 80s. I think it was the mm -hmm. early 80s. My brother Don had tickets. And they said, they're going to come to one of the local bars and they're going to play the night before the concert. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, so you better go out. We're not telling you where it's going to be. Yeah. But you better go out and, and you might get lucky to see the Stones. Mm -hmm. So go to some of these good you know, music places. Yeah. Well, of course, Don, you know, he goes, well, I bet you any money they're going to the caboose. <laughs> I just know they're going to go down there. <laughs> well, I'm going to go down there. Yeah. So he went down there. Yeah. And he waited. It was just packed because yeah. I think a lot of people felt that that would be a good venue yeah. for him. It's that's, that's probably at the time was really the coolest. I mean, it's, still it's a really small cool. place, yeah. but it's a cool place. place I haven't so played there yet, but <laughs> they um I saw the Yardbirds there. Uh not the original, but they yeah, were. Yeah, I mean they were anyway, that would right, have been right, a fucking yeah. sight. But um I saw Robert Gordon there too. Yeah. That was really good when he was in his prime. But anyway, um they showed up. At the caboose. Yep. And people went nuts mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let Charlie Watson because they didn't know who he was. <laughs> and he got stopped yeah. at the door and yeah. finally somebody said, Hey. He's with the band, and they're like, yeah. "Yeah, right." No, he is. He's the fucking. He's drummer. the fucking drummer. Let yeah. him in. Yeah. You know? So that was the, the story. I think that was even in the paper. They said, "Well, yeah. they the Stones showed up at, at mm -hmm. the caboose, uh, but they didn't let Charlie in because they didn't know who he was." <laughs> like so, um, oh typical Charlie. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, no, I just the, for me they were they were great. I used to make uh, cassette tapes for my buddies in high school. I do a. Um, just kind of a, a you know twenty or thirty hits of the Stones mm -hmm. and put them on a 
two-hour CD and or cassette tape, and I remember Jimmy had one, and um, I think the very first song I, I had, I put on a lot of them, was uh, Give Me Shelter. Mm. Yeah, and I always had a really cool tune to start out. Nice the way it starts track. out, yeah, it's got yeah. a really open, it's got a really cool beginning to it, too. Um, you can always just start off with In Another Land or something really, oh, yeah. really fucking mystical sounding. Oh, yeah, I threw a couple of those in there. Like, I threw now we're going to sing know, about elves and dragons and shit. Under My Thumbs, always on all, all of mm -hmm. them, and... Um, but uh, Shatter was never on any of them, nor was, <laughs> nor was Start, Start Me, me Up. up. Uh -uh. Yeah. I liked Start Me Up when it first came out. I mean, how could you not? But it just, that was the one that you just, they just way overplayed. Yeah. Just like, just like Twisted Shout for yeah. me. I hear it now and I'm like, chase, <laughs> chase. All right. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you these questions. What is your favorite album that the Rolling Stones have made? There's a lot of really good ones, but like front to back. There's a lot of good ones, boy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I like Let It Bleed. I like, uh, well, you know, Hot Rocks doesn't count because it doesn't no count. No compilations count. No compilations um, will count. I like, I like Sticky Fingers, Let It Bleed, and... Um, uh, the Satanic Majesty's request. Satanic Majesty's Satan. request. You keep wanting to say Santan. it's Carlos Santana. Yeah, Satanic. Satanic. All Thank right. you. All right. And then top five Rolling Stone songs. Under My Thumb for sure yep. is one of them. I figured that. Um, um, miss You. Mm. Um, you Can't Always Get What You Want. Um, Oh boy, I like I I, I do like uh, uh, Gimme Shelter and, and um, She's a Rainbow. I mean, I you know who you know, knows? There's, there's a few others too, but the, they're me, just like the Beatles in that like you can name everyone. You can, can name five, and you everyone can, can have yep. a different top five, and then you someone will be like, oh, "This yeah. one's like, oh, oh shit." Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like about, the, you know, no. it's just like the Beatles. I remember I named off five, and then I forgot. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't let me down. Yeah, and that and that could be my favorite. You know. Yeah. Um, I I I like Bad Boy. Um, you know that's but that's. I mean, I get that all the time yeah. where I'm just like, oh, like yeah, I get off my cloud and then that and then that and like I said, just the other day, almost yeah. hearing side pops and I'm like, well, shit. Oh yeah, hadn't this, heard this that is, in a while yeah. and, um, yeah, there's there's some other Stone songs that I I bet you if I listened to all of them. I could probably pick three different, make change of three of them, you know, yeah. because, but those are the ones I, I know that I really always enjoy and always like listening to and play it over. Like, let's spend the night together. Mm. Um, I think it's got a really good piano and, um, yeah. Yeah. What's your other question? Oh, that was it. What's your favorite Stones album? What's your favorite, yeah. my favorite Stones song? And still, Jagger's still my favorite yeah. musician. I was favorite favorite uh, vocalist. Yeah, I, maybe Elvis is a little better. I see. But. I still, I I gotta go with Freddie on that one though. Mercury. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. good. Well, gotta love Freddie Mercury. All right. At least as far as like classic rock vocalists go, I gotta go with Freddie. We done. So I think we're good. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you. 
right, because I had a very, very long intro. I'm going to have a super short outro. I want to thank Tony Garcia for giving me the idea for this podcast and for editing and putting up this show in the Pretty Punk Network for providing a place for it to exist. Thank you so much. Like I say every episode, without you, the show literally would not exist. I want to thank Andre and Carl, the other two members of Colorcaster, for letting me use the song of ours, Lines, as the intro, outro, and Edie bleh, rented lips, intermediary music of this show. I also, of course, want to thank my dad for being on the show, and I want to thank all of the listeners for supporting the show and continuing to listen to it, despite the fact that it has been a while since I put out an episode. As I said before, I am really trying to get a new episode coming out as soon as possible, so stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll have another one coming out very shortly, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. If you choose.